Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 88, where we're going to talk about supporting your fellow maker. What's going on, guys? It's Saturday. Not much. And I need to drink my coffee. Oh, so we can I listen sup- to you just, like, slurping? <laughs> How do you think I drink coffee? Jeez. <laughs> Loudly. You're directly in my ear. One of these days, I'm going to purposely do that. But it's more... Not while we're recording. the... Like you, you stir it like every time you drink it too, so it's just like a loud tee, 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 with your little. She's just a hater, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a little feisty this morning. You can't, you can't even drink coffee without yeah. making her upset. <laughs> that doesn't sound very supportive. Yeah, yeah. no joke. <laughs> he's not making anything. He's just, he's. I made coffee. He made some coffee. <laughs> I need so, to wake up, okay? <laughs> so so we're supporting and we're cultivating and we're spreading the love. That, yeah, does it look like he's reading a teleprompter? It uh, does cuz well, so Richard has a Zoom background on right now and he's not yeah. he's looking away from the screen so it looks like he's reading what he should be saying. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's uh, funny because she pulled yeah. up on your head earlier. Like, did she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm good now. <laughs> Animal that cameos. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of dead air. So, so what have you guys been working on? Um, Richard, I'm gonna let you take the lead on that one. Well, yeah. I mean, I just finished that. Uh, that little mirror thing, right? Little? Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But it's not little. <laughs> well, what is it? It's, uh, I mean, I'm going to stick, um, I think it's like a 60 by 30 mirror in it. So, yeah, so all the design work is done on that. And then uh, we'll just uh, go from there, have it cut out. And what is that? The mirror from... The mirror of ears said from Harry Potter. Yeah, that's it. You're oh. the big Harry Potter dude. It looks insane. Yeah. So is it on YouTube too? Uh, no. He he hasn't made it yet. Okay, so it's just the mock-up that you posted. Yeah, it's just the mock-up. Okay, because uh, I was gonna say I didn't see it like finished. I just saw like a rendering. No, no. I think that's is that just your assembly of how it's gonna go together? For the most part, yeah. Okay. It looked so, insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was interesting because, um, like, I'm used to designing for, like, CNC stuff, but this is um, designing for, like, the laser. So, I mean, it can go back and forth, but you just have to make some adjustments. Um, so what did you have to change? Because I, I get that question a lot. Well, I guess the tolerance, because I guess when you have two things that are put together... Um, like if I did a scene C, I would have to account for the um, the space in between and all this other kind of stuff. So with the toolpath, yeah, with the toolpath, but it's a smaller curve, right, on a laser. It's small enough that it's pretty much negligible. Right. Yeah. So that uh, you could do a lot more um, tighter. Oh, like um, what is it when you uh, do the layouts and stuff? You can just put everything like basically together. It, mm-hmm. and just have it cut out, which is nice. You and can save it, a lot of material. Yeah, yeah. And the tempo 
the to the templates, right? So there's some pieces in there, like the wording and stuff, that um, on a typical CNC you wouldn't be able to do this template style unless you did a separate cut for it. Where you know, in, in your videos, you just had the template, you set it down, and you put the letters inside, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit. It's more work to do that on a CNC. Laser for the win. That's what this I've time around. With, yeah, for with the CNC, <laughs> that's what makes it difficult because, like, you're like you can only go as detailed as your smallest bit, and then they're mm -hmm. so fragile. Like the smaller you go in diameter, that yeah. like the higher risk of snapping, and then you know, just anger increasing because you need a new bit and you can't finish your project. Well, you don't go through it at like, you know, 2000. Well, right. Like it takes for, yeah. It, so it takes <laughs> forever. And, but then you're just like nervous the whole time that it's going to, like, I hate when you get to the, you know, the last few paths and then it snaps and it's like, how is, are you snapping now when the bulk of the material is gone? Yep. But just like it heats up and everything. It's probably just compromised. Oh. So, yeah, I still so, mean, oh, go ahead. Well, it's just uh, so hopefully in the next few weeks something uh, it'll have something tangible. So we'll see. Yeah, I need to talk to you about that one if you need me to cut it. Oh yeah, he wants That's, to just take the credit for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's like, I'm supporting this maker by helping him. However, look how cool this looks on my channel. <laughs> He's the one that said to make it a video. Yeah. I'm should. okay with making it a video. If he's not going to do it, somebody should, because that thing is insane. <laughs> That's one of those projects I wanted to do, but I could never, like, sit down long enough to design it. And that yeah. took you a while. Yeah, it was also, I mean, you just have to take it piece by piece, right? I mean, I did it as a whole, and then uh, broke it down to individual pieces, right? And then... From there and then figure out how to assemble it so that's usually what i do is kind of model it three-dimensionally how i want it to look and then i go back and you basically like panel it or however you want to say it where you go back and put the the laser cut pieces together yeah yeah it takes i think it takes more time um when you do that but it goes together a lot cleaner. Right, yeah. And see, when I did mine, I just did all the cuts in 3D also. And then after I did all the cuts, then I laid it out. So That works you know, too. Yeah, so it all went together as an assembly already. So it just had to be transitioned from 3D to 2D. Was that done in Blender? Yeah. Which is not a... A CAD program, right? So there, there's some uh, some finagling to be done, but it can be done. Yeah, I probably would have designed it in Fusion just because that's what I know. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same. But I mean, that's just how I work, computer-based, so I don't really draw anything. It's all done on the computer as a model. And then I just adjust the proportions. You know, if I design anything, I adjust the proportions to what I like there on the fly instead of like, I know a lot of people draw them out and do all these big sketchbooks and I'm just like ah, I just do it right here on the computer sometimes I'll sketch out the rough idea but if I'm going to do the full design I usually go to the computer yeah. I think it's because that's where I'm more comfortable 
Oh, yeah. What about you, Martina? I just like to have it in my head and then start doing it and then get real mad when it doesn't work out. (laughs) She's a planner, for sure. (laughs) I'm like the fly by my seat of my pants. Like, I think this is going to work. And th- but it's like I have to have it like tangible. Like I have to be working with the material. And then it's like, okay, now that I've wasted like a third of my material, let me try this again. But then I feel like I could use that, you know, whatever the waste is towards something else. And then like the next time around, it'd be way more efficient. Obviously, like, but I like it might trial be more and error. efficient the first time. Yeah, I like trial and error. Because <laughs> then I think it, I feel like it gets my wheel spinning to like more than what I'm just working on too. If that makes sense. Like potential projects after that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so okay. what are those projects? That mantle. <laughs> that mantle, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So before we started I was watching um Property Brothers and they were doing a fireplace makeover. And then of course now since it's been so long since I started my fireplace project, now I just think that I don't want it to look anything like it started to like the design started to be. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I think because I have that shiplop up top and like that's so easily changeable, I think I just want to paint that black and then have that as a texture and do like paint even the brick black and then do like a hickory or white oak mantle but have like just the different like textures of the wood and the brick and everything like that so we'll see yeah we'll see yeah well i'm so like (laughs) nervous to paint the brick that like because you can't undo it so i feel like back over it you all you can do is paint over it again like it's not like i can bring some pressure washer in my house and strip that paint off you know what i mean well you can get paint strippers yeah oh god That'd be a disaster. Oh, yeah. um, so, like, I feel like there's a lot of commitment. But then I was watching them, like, actually attach the mantle. And so it was making me think, like, what I... You know what I mean? Like, if I want... I was like, how cool would it be to do, like, a CNC, like, design in the front panel? You know what I mean? So, obviously... Yeah. So this is why I haven't started it yet. Because now I'm like, we can make it really grand. But that's not happening this weekend, obviously. This weekend, I have three days, and I'm going to do house projects. I have a shed that I need to build, and then I want to do a potting bench next to it. Like, this little section that we have behind the tiny house is just, like, wasted space where the pool equipment is. So I'm going to put a 6 by 6 shed up. Oh, 6 by 4 but it's six and a half feet tall. So now when I go in the shed, I won't hit my head every time. And then um, move all the equipment from the other shed into that one break down the old metal shed, trash that out, and then build a potting bench attached to the shed. So a little household project, like a little gardening center for the old lady in the backyard. She's very excited about it. And then she's like an impatient customer. It's so funny because I told her like my whole concept for all of this last weekend. And then she's like, so when are you going to be done? I was like, lady, I haven't even started. She was like, but now, you know, her little hopes are up that she's going to have this cool potting bench and she doesn't have to, like, bend over to plant her little plants anymore. So she's cracking the whip. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's only going to be, like, a brisk 111 outside this weekend, too. So let me get Ah, right on that, lady. (laughs) Well, for, I mean, it's not terrible. (laughs) It's full sun, too, in this spot. There's no shade at all. So I'm like... Today with the podcast, I was like, 
this would have been a prime time for me to get started on this project. So hopefully I can get a few hours in out there today before it gets too hot. And then I'll just get up super early Sunday and Monday and finish it off before I start my work week. Fun. That sounds great. <laughs> that does not sound great. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be, like, anything fancy by any means for the potting bench. I feel like that, you know, it's like one of those plastic sheds. So mm-hmm. I feel like oh, yeah. that's going to be a nightmare to assemble. Oh, guaranteed. And then I feel, I'm curious, <laughs> as it gets hotter in the day, is the plastic going to shift at all? And well, it might go to better, uh, go together easier. It might. Yes. There's it might. Melt together. Yeah. It might <laughs> I was going to say. Like, I'll never be able to, like, close it properly again. <laughs> yeah. So. We'll see. Didn't it's include... black too, so we'll see oh, if this geez. thing even works oh, out. Man. Like I might have to end up putting a shade cell over the back of the tiny house just to be able to keep this thing covered. So they didn't include glue in your packaging, but you will have it by the end of the day. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be like melted tar in the backyard. I wonder what temperature that plastic holds up to. Now, I'm curious. I almost have regrets. It's still in the box. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, it's probably so. ABS. Right? I would see so. if there's a temperature rating on that material. How expensive of the shed do you think I bought? Do you think it's that fancy? No. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I would check the temperature rating. Well, I just material. got one of those um, ring spotlight cameras, and I was wondering about that because it's black, and you put it outside, and it, I was like, how high can this withhold temperature? And it said, like, 120 degrees or something. I was like, okay, yeah. so it's direct sun all day long. There's no way that thing can withstand being in the sun so i ended up finding a spot underneath the eaves of the house just so it's protected from the heat because i was like that thing's gonna like with 111 degrees that thing's gonna crack my doorbell is a ring doorbell and it sits basically in the sun all day mine's covered. and the the button is cracked from people because delivery people can't come up and just push the button they have to slam the button when they drop a package off or don't they throw really the package want you to at know it? there's a package out there out there so it's like okay guys this this needs to stop supposedly though if anything happens to your ring product they'll replace it i think it means if it gets stolen i think if it gets I damaged i think it too. means if it gets stolen and them covering that stuff i can't imagine their customer service being that good I'm going to look nice. it up right now. <laughs> well, I guess we're supporting Because now I'm makers. concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I am supporting another maker. <laughs> well, I think they have like an extended... Uh, what's it called? Warranty. Warranty program or whatever. Yeah. I forget what they called it, though. I think it's just like a protection plan. Yeah, cost you fifty nine ninety nine for the next three years. Oh, probably. This is exactly what we're not supposed to be doing on the podcast. Sorry. Well, we're still we still haven't gotten a, a project out of Trevor. I have to finish my next video, which is the custom shelf brackets, which are currently hanging the shelves that are right above my computer. Oh, so if they fall down, then I'm fucked. Yeah. I mean, oh. I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that up. <laughs> uh, you sound like me I'm now. getting too comfortable. Uh, the um, 
they're holding up well. I don't think the bracket's gonna have an issue. It's more like my wall. Yeah. Giving away. Like, they're screwed into studs, but... Um, I'd be more worried about the screw coming out of the stud than I would be about the bracket breaking. Yeah. Because you went but, to another maker, right? Uh, I did. One? Did yeah. you support another maker? Uh, kind of. He actually supported me more than anything. Because it was... So it was LV stripping powder, so he does powder coating mainly. And he had me come over and he taught me how to weld, like, you know, a uh, crash course in welding. So I welded all the brackets with him and we grinded them down and he powder coated them and everything. So if anything, he supported me. Nice. But I, they turned out really well. I like them. They're all fancy. They are very, they're the fanciest brackets I'm ever going to have, probably. <laughs> okay. So it says that it's only going to take me two and a half hours to assemble this shed. I'm going to timestamp that. I feel that's a lie. Does that with one or two people? Two people. I'm not, that has, it's going to take at least eight hours. Um, and there's no um, temperature rating on it. No. This thing's not going to last. Probably not. Good. <laughs> well, you know, if I was closer, so, I'd come out and help you. So my next summer project will be me building a shed. <laughs> Probably the <laughs> one you just bought. <laughs> I'll be building up. <laughs> I don't have time to waste. Okay, so you have your, like, big trash pickup, like, what is it every other week or something like that you can throw yeah. big items we get yep. that once a year so ours is coming up within this month so that's why it's like such a big push for me to get it done because otherwise i'll have to go pay for the old shed to get dumped and all the equipment that i don't need so that fridge that doesn't work in my garage will finally be able to get thrown away i'll get rid of that shed so like in october i'll be able to reconfigure the shop and make it like more functionable and everything because like that fridge will go away that takes up a huge imp- like space in there my mom's bike can go out in the shed that's a huge pain in the butt in the garage so I so things are lining up now but it's like all time sensitive because I, and then you they only give you like four days where you can put trash outside because they don't want it to look bad in front of your house so it's like time crunch which is good for the me mountain, I work better under pressure the mountain anyways. of trash yeah oh god it gets they look so terrible when it like because it's all your neighbors with all of their garbage oh, yeah. in the front. Oh, it's, that so. sounds like prime time picking time. Oh right there. yes, it's that's very impressive exactly the ingenuity of people that come by with their pickups and have hit every house, and it's stacked like eight feet tall in their truck bed, and it's like I can put this one last item in there before it falls over. So because like people will pick up all the metal and go recycle it. So yeah, yeah. but so it's t- you know it's crunch time now. Yeah, get on it. It's amazing what people will take from other people's trash. Hey, man, if they have the patience to go recycle that to make a few bucks, go on ahead. Yeah. Please just don't make a mess out of the trash in front of my house. I do like the fact that ours is every two weeks because it doesn't look like a giant trash heap when everybody does it. Yep. But at the same time, it's... If the truck gets full, 
and they come to your house and you have a big item, they'll still skip your house and then you have to wait another two weeks. No. Which has happened, but it's not often, I guess. Well, what we've been trying to do, like, so we don't look super nasty is with the flips that we have going on. If there's a dumpster out there, then we'll go put stuff out there. But I'm not going to load up a fridge just to go put it in the dumpster. (laughs) Like, that's a lot of effort. I'd rather just wheel it down the driveway. And then you have to take off the doors and everything. But that's, you know, 20 feet versus hoisting and dumping. So, yeah. You could always call 1-800-DRUNK or whatever. Then I have to pay. True. That is the downside of that place. They get your drunk to make money off of, but then pay you for the privilege. Or you pay <laughs> yeah, them yeah. for the privilege. Some, I mean, sometimes I don't mind paying for the convenience, but for this, like, I was like, I can be patient. Yeah, especially since you have the bulk trash already. Yeah. So I think a little garage organization will be exciting. Maybe it'll get me all pumped to get in there. And I have a couple CNC projects I need to do too. So I need to definitely organize my garage. Again? Well, it's because we had to take stuff out of our van and out of somewhere else. And then it never made it back in the van. So now it's just like piled up in the garage. I'm like, I can't fit. And I bought a bunch of acrylic for projects, um, those squares that I made. Yeah. So instead of buying, you know, one two foot by three foot sheet for 80 bucks to have it shipped, I bought the four four foot by eight foot sheet here in town, which was like 150. But instead of one sheet that's two foot by three foot, I've got four sheets and then I've got two sheets that are two by two yeah so you get a lot more acrylic for double the money so i did that for four or five different colors so i just have acrylic stacked on top of my table so yeah because so i don't really have that's a, anywhere else. that's a good segue into supporting makers right about um so you have these squares or sorry the rulers and stuff right you're trying to do yeah yeah so you're gonna try to like um is that going to be like a Patreon, or are you going to sell them? They're on the old? website. Yeah. I haven't figured out what to do with my Patreon yet, as far as restructuring it. Yeah. Um, Ethan bought a set of the rulers to use for leather work, because so, he bought clear, so he can see through them when he's yeah. doing whatever he needs to do. So far, he said they've been working out well, so we'll see... Um, how they hold up to what he's doing. Of course, USPS broke one of them. (laughs) (laughs) They broke one, but not the other four. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing, if you think about it, because they're nested together. How do you break one one of five when they're all stuck together? You'd think they would break all of them. Yeah, sounds like uh, bad packaging. Actually, it must not have been because they uh, they paid out the claim. Wow. Oh, did they? Yeah. So and they're like, this guy's expensive. If they quit breaking my stuff, <laughs> yeah. He, Actually, he's... this was the first break in probably. It's been the first break in a few months, but they did lose a package altogether. Yeah, so which... it could be broke or not broke. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, Schrodinger's package. Yeah, that's what it is. It's so hammered that they can't identify the label anymore, yeah. and that's why it never arrived. It's both broken and not broken at the same time. <laughs> and that one they paid out too, so but they marked it as delivered. The guy never got it, so I filed a claim, and they only pay it out if they have records showing that it didn't actually arrive. So, and they paid it out, so clearly they had a record that never actually arrived. Kind of makes you wonder if that was one where somebody's like, oh, I wonder what this is. Let me just take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Yeah, but I seen that he had a... Uh, he posted on his channel, though. I mean, on his uh, Instagram. Like, with him using it, right? Did he? My My Instagram is not showing me when I'm tagged lately for some reason. Oh, Instagram has problems? No, never. How could a big company ever have a problem? Um, I don't see anything unless it was like a story that has gone away since. Yeah, it could have been that too. But he's getting up there too. In yeah. uh, numbers. Speaking of support your fellow maker, go get Ethan to 10,000 because he's already at 6. It's Who's not going to take him long. No, it's not. Hmm. Ethan who? Ethan Carter. <laughs> From? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like Ethan Carter and then AJ does it. AG does it. Like, how are they not hired? Like, those are, like, my top two. Like, they get me sucked in when they post. You know what I mean? For, like, so supporting your... It's definitely their personality. Yeah, supporting yeah. your makers. Like, those are the two, like... Those are the stories, like, I can sit and watch and then... Or, like, that are posted videos and stuff. Well, I mean, even, like, uh, Andrew mm -hmm. um, from... Is, it, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. AG, AG does yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, he has a great personality and a persona and stuff, so... And his editing is nuts. Yeah. It's yeah. only a matter of time. Well, I it's think just, that's what it is. Is like back in the day, right? It would just skyrocket, but now there's yeah. It's like you don't have that one viral video anymore that mm -hmm. that makes you jump thousands. Well, like also saturated they make, too. They make you earn it now. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true on so many levels. <laughs> but I guess that's, that's good. like I guess that's better because like, then it's like. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for the people that got in early and were able to create a good following and make a good business out of it. Yeah. It bothers me when those same people are like, well, I did it. So it's, you know, I mean, that the, it can be done. The it's algorithm like, and, Yeah, changes, but it's a lot like harder. The, the content people want to digest changes. Like, and it's the amount the of, amount of ability content. to have screen time changes. So Yeah. Yep. But you're also talking about when they started on the platform, there were, what, a hundred makers? Right. And now there's thousands upon thousands. Which is, like, super cool, I think, because, like, there's, like, avenues I don't want to get into to making. Yeah. But at the same time to, like, watch and see other people's ingenuity and, like, their creativity. So if you follow, like, a couple of the, like, maker hashtags and whatnot, it's like, God, this is, like, super freaking cool. And... Like, like Ethan's leather making videos, like just watching the process and everything. It's like, this is like cathartic and entertaining. And it, like, so it's, you know, you watch their videos and then you tell other people about it and it's keeps the community 
close-knit, I think, but I feel like in the past year and a half, it's been broadened. Like, it's not just like a, I'm a woodworker. It's like, no, like I just craft stuff by hand. I, I think it's great that it's growing. Yeah, it's awesome. But it certainly makes it harder to grow if you're trying to start. I feel like... Because there's people, I feel, that make way cooler stuff than I could ever make. And they have, like, 50 followers and struggle to get to 55. And they shouldn't have to struggle that bad. I feel like just... in my feed, it's a lot less of, like, this is a picture of my tool versus, like, actual, like, assembly videos and production videos. You said you're seeing That's what more I feel tools? like. No, I'm seeing... I feel like in my feed, I'm seeing less tools and it's more... Like well, people actually yeah. using the tool and how they're using it and what they're making, which well, is for a period of time deal. all you saw was tools. Here's a tools, picture of yeah. my bits. Yeah, yeah. That's still. I mean, I still see those, but they're not as common. And then I feel like I'm seeing a lot less like glam shots of the finished project. It's all like the step by step stuff. Yeah, that seems to be. I think the reels have played into that. The, that new feature. I don't really understand the reels thing. Oh, it's the, basically like the, the same as TikTok. TikTok, yeah. I'm not on the TikTok. I'm not that hip. She okay, so it's basically, about... it's a shortened version of a story that you can add music to. Yeah, Don't that's exactly that? what it is. No, we have. Huh? That? But it's mm-hmm. into your feed. You can put it into your feed. Hmm. Or actually, you can put it into your feed and your story at the same time. I've noticed that it doesn't just play on repeat. That's the only thing I've gathered. And I can't... If you're a business account, music is not available. Oh, because oh, really? you'll get in trouble? I guess so, because I have a business account and it doesn't let me use music at all. Hmm. Like, I can put music... If I edit it on my computer and you just put your... send it to my phone, then I can yeah. do it. But I don't have... Like, if you go to a story and you actually... Some Go people the, don't have that in general, though, the music feature. Not just through reels, but, like, just through stories in general. Which I don't I understand. don't have it for that either. I think it's, well, unless they don't have a business account. I don't know. Hmm. But business accounts don't have that at all. I just have a personal yeah. one. Because I, I tried to get it for my stories, and I did some research, and it said in, like, multiple articles that it's because I have a business account. Because hmm. they want you to... You know, either they don't want to get in trouble or it's something you're going to have to pay for. Who knows? I'm not paying for a free, for an upgrade on a free platform. It's weird the things they make you, or they take away from you. But, I don't know. It's like anything else. Yep. Well, I mean, that's the model, right? Is the the free economy Mm -hmm. where they give it free and then you have to you know do the in-ad purchases or subscriptions so i mean that's yeah that's not a new model no not at all i mean i i get it but there's there's that fine line that corporations usually cross where it's like oh you know we'll give them some things that make sense and then we'll have a, a better version of that same thing that includes more features. Mm-hmm. And now corporations are like, we won't even give you the minimal to even try it. You have to pay for that too. And that's, it's all, you know, I want to make more money. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the goal <laughs> of everyone, right? Yeah. 
Although right now with COVID and everything, there's so many small businesses shutting down. It's insane. Yep. Because they can't afford their space or took out too many loans or whatever. Yeah. Which really blows. That's what I haven't, like, I guess in our community, I haven't seen as many people. Like, I know a lot of people that do, like, the craft fairs have struggled. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I haven't seen or heard or read anything of people having been hit, like been hit, like where they're losing orders, their customers aren't coming to them or anything like that. I haven't had a ton of orders, but I don't have a brick and mortar either. It's run out of my garage, so I can, I'm not paying for the space with the side business. I pay for it because it's paid for by my job with my mortgage. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of the side hustlers, it seems like they're still... Side doing. hustlers, I, I think, are doing okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, um, they're still... I think it's just people with dedicated spaces that are having trouble. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine that to be super nerve-wracking right now. Uh, yeah, I had, I can only imagine. If there's something I see that I want or I can see having, um, I'll try to buy it from a fellow maker. Like, I needed wood for the the bookshelves and i was like well i can go buy it from the lumber store and then i called my friend up i called ken you've met ken and uh, i said hey do you have some maple that's this size by this size and he's like yeah i was like can i just buy it from you because um that way you know for one i get to actually hang out with him for a little bit and then support him a little bit Granted, he may have sold it to me at cost. I have no idea. But, uh, like, I don't do woodworking. I don't know how much maple costs. Do, uh, not anymore. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's been it's been a minute. I don't... I mean, there's so many people that do woodworking. I'll stick to laser stuff. That's what I'm good at. I don't mind doing woodworking as part of a project, yeah. but with so many, the problem is with the woodworking is coming up with a new project that has never been done before, like you can almost forget it. Yeah, you can do a new style of a project, like, you know, a different take on a dresser or a different take on a planter or whatever. I think the difference is if you're a woodworker doing videos, I think more people will subscribe because it's something that they can afford the tools to do. Whereas laser, most people just criticize me for having a $30,000 laser. But a lot of people learn from your videos. That's the reason I keep doing it is because I get a lot of people that say I've learned a lot and it's helped me create my laser business. That's purely the reason I try to stick to more laser related items. But I mean, also, I mean, a lot of people have glow forges. They have the, you know, the, the lower tier, smaller mm-hmm. lasers. They have the some of the lasers they didn't even attach to CNC's right now. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, all that stuff can be somewhat directly applied. Um, to what yeah. you're doing it definitely can yeah it's just like and the i have some ideas different. you know what i mean yeah 
wattages are different. Um, there's a lot that's different about how all of them work, but the design concepts are pretty much the same. I mean, how's that class doing? Uh, there's ten people taking it right now. Nice. That's not bad. No. Not for what it is, because so the course is you own a laser and you want to learn how to get started with it. It's not like a oh you already have a laser you've been using for a while. Here's how to design. Right. Yeah. It's you know here's how you find material settings and here's how you. Um, Here's the like the supplies you'll need to clean it. Um, I'm trying to remember. For, for some reason, when it's like half a screen, and I have Skillshare like on half, it truncates everything, and I can't see any of the wording. It's really weird. Um, let's see if it goes back. Okay, so it goes through like. <clears throat> Different types of lenses, why you would use them, what usually comes on it, raster versus vector, and color mapping, and finding settings for your machine. So it goes through a bunch of things that I didn't realize until I was like one or two years deep. Yep. Um, and that's what I made it for. Yep. And I think what happens is after they get past that stage of learning it, it comes into... All right, do I, like, there's a bunch of templates and a bunch of stuff online mm -hmm. that I can do myself. Uh, but I think what I've seen, especially, like, some of my family, um, it becomes the the ideation, right, of creating new stuff yeah. instead of, because what they're doing is they're just taking the same stuff that everyone else is doing and creating that, right? So if they want to sell it, everyone else is doing the same thing. But yet yeah. they don't know how to create those new items or those uh, new things or even to improve on what they already have so that, that becomes a big challenge yeah I have something to talk to you about off off recording <laughs> what my family <laughs> no, yeah that's exactly what I was going to say no. Uh, no it's something else that I'm looking at doing but I don't want to say it on here yet because it may never happen that sounds great I don't. I don't like to put yes, stuff on yes, here that secrets. I don't plan on actually doing. Well, I feel like it's. I'm like a little superstitious, so I, I never want to jinx things. You that know what too. I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I say whatever. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, and then I love to get to it. I'm like, all right, well, on to the next thing. Oh, it's probably like yeah. me and building the shed. I'm gonna do yeah. it today. Well, how long did I talk about making these bookshelves okay. or the shelves for above my desk? I don't know. How long have you said you're gonna clean that office? Hey, technically, you said I was going to clean my office. You need to put one of those little filters up like Richard has. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the good part is, so the shelf currently has the label printer, which if you are a small business shipping out even like a relatively small amount of packages, having a thermal printer is fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Because that thing will save you so much time and ink. I have yep. just like a regular home printer, like the little desk jet or whatever. That's what, yeah, I have one of those. And it makes running a business out of your home a pain in the butt. Because 
it's just like a little cheapy, but it's like it's always leaking ink. So anytime I actually need to print, like it's like I just put a new cartridge in this week. I guarantee you by next week when I go to print, there's not going to be any ink in it. So I'm like, what how? are you printing? What am I printing? Like, I don't print that much, but like the ink just comes out. Like, does that make so, sense? Yeah. Mine, my inkjet printer, I have to run the clean nozzle head every time I boot it back up because I don't use it often enough. So it starts to kind of solidify at the tip of mm-hmm. the printer head. So I have to clean the printer head before I can ever print a job. Yeah, it makes, I'm like, I just need to print this thing real fast before I head out of the house. And it's like, "Mm, nope, can't do that. So I'm like, okay, let me just run to the office real quick. So 10 minutes out of the way, print there. And then now I have added 10 minutes onto wherever I need to be. So when I sold those squares and I had to to ship 20 of them, um, I bought the thermal printer when that happened because I said, 20 labels is going to run the ink out of my printer. Mm-hmm. And the ink is like 50, 60 bucks. Because it's Epson. So I bought the thermal printer. And within like 30 seconds, all the labels were printed. And they're all sticky back. So you I just think that's peel what them JT like swears by too from uh, DFM tools. Oh, it's fantastic. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't use any ink. So it's just all heat. So you never run out of ink. The only thing you ever have to buy more of is labels. Mm-hmm. But I bought the I bought the Rolo because it was the basically like the least expensive and most versatile because it can use any brand label. I think some of them you're locked into their brand. Yeah. But that's up on the shelf. The 3D printer is up on the shelf, which is nice because that took up a huge part of my desk. Uh. The vinyl cutter's up there. My iPad's up there. So, really easy to get to and used. Mm-hmm. They are. They're on the first shelf, and they're actually plugged into the computer. Yeah. So, it's nice because I printed labels the other day, and I used to, because the printer used to be on the floor, because I didn't have anywhere to put it. Has too many and I'd have labels. to unplug my USB port. I know. <laughs> no. I disagree. You can never have too many Legos. According to those but, shelves, that is a lie. Um, notice, some of those shelves are not Legos, so I could clearly put more Legos. <laughs> I just need to get rid of that other stuff that's not Legos. The uh, But I had to unplug the USB port on the front, because that's where I would plug it in. So now that it's up on the shelf, I actually put a gap between the shelf and the wall that's maybe a quarter of an inch, so I can slide cords down behind so it looks cleaner. And I have them plugged into the back of the tower now. So I just have to hit the power button and I can print. And the 3D printer is linked into the back of the computer. And even the Cameo is. So it can all run up there. Which is nice. And it gets stuff off my floor. Some stuff off my floor. Yeah, it's like so you can just put more stuff on the floor. Well, I actually haven't added anything to the floor. I have a USPS box of golf balls over here, but <laughs> you know, priorities. Oh yeah, we all have them. Or when I have... can, af- huh? So we have priorities. We just don't always do them. Correct. Yeah. That's how I feel. When I can afford a dedicated space, 
for the side business, it would be nice. I'm pretty sure you just need to go get a plastic shed and put out back. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can tell you right now, if I got a plastic shed, I would... Whatever goes in there won't be coming See, out anytime soon. See, this is soon. only for garden storage. Like shovels, like pruning shears, all that stuff. Like it's nothing crazy. Some of the pool chemicals, you know what I mean? I could see That's doing probably that. Because really, I can probably get rid of whatever I do have because we have a pool guy. So, so just now you sound fancy. A couple shit. <laughs> no, okay, no. This is... My thought was I paid for my pool to get put in. Like, it's not like I moved into the house and it was here. And I was not yeah. about, like, that's a $35,000 investment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was not about to, let me let me see if I can tinker with this pool and get these chemicals right. And then all of a sudden my pool's green or I have algae that I can never get rid of. So that was a non-negotiable for me to always have a pool guy. But I've referred this guy so many times that now my bill is like half of what it should be. So, Good. which it's like, you know, a stamp card for coffee almost, which is awesome. So. <laughs> hey, it works. Because one of my buddies just got him the other day and he was like, I, he, he's a little bit more expensive, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is how much I'm paying. I'm like, oh, you're paying like double what I pay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just keep referring him. I like my payment. There you go. So. Referrals are nice. Well, that's like our community too i feel like hey i can't make this but so-and-so can make this for you yeah there's always that someone does, that's yeah. got something you don't mm-hmm. oh definitely well, yeah because even look at because trevor's business is so specific it's laser cut so like sometimes mm-hmm. with the cnc you can't do it so it's like you need the finer detail of the laser so it's like kick them over you know what i mean yep that's that's why i always say having both machines is really what you want if you can never afford both because that... there's things a CNC does that a laser can't, and things a laser can do that a CNC Isn't can't. Isn't that the dream, to just outfit your shop with, like, one of everything? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Only one? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's... I So I, I, I read a book. Whoa, good uh, job. I know. And I actually finished the book. <laughs> that's, that's the key takeaway here. Yeah. Um... And the, the book is about uh, basically online courses because I was creating that other one. Mm-hmm. So it has some good insights into how this person outlines the course. And the title of the book is not... Captivating? If I read the title of the book... No, if I read the title of the book without reading more about what the book was about from reviews and other things, I would not have guessed what the book was about. Because it was just called Digital Millionaire Secrets, I think is the title of the book, uh, by Dan Henry, for people that want to know. It's a short read, but it was, it's basically like, oh, I I make online courses and I've made millions doing it. Granted, like, his courses are, you know, about, hey, if you follow this guide, you'll be a millionaire. You know, right? Yeah, but there were some good pieces in that book, like how he outlines courses and how he structures. Um, so he'll put like a tick mark at the end of a timeline and a tick mark at the beginning or whatever, and he'll say the beginning tick mark is where your customer 
would be starting before taking your course. The end tick mark is where they'll be at the end of your course. And then there's steps along the way. So each of those steps is like the module in your class. So, you know, however many steps there are, there's that many modules. And then in those modules, you'd have the lessons. So everything it takes to get through that piece of the module, those are going to be your lessons. So it helps you structure it uh, more clearly, I would say. And then he has, you know, his approach of how he sells his courses and whatnot. So it was insightful. Um, I... I don't agree with the title, but, um, but I mean, it was, it was pretty quick to read. I think I read it in like two and a half days. See, but I think that's cool. Cause it's like people that are getting into what we're doing there. It's not like classes are readily available. It's all, a lot of it's trial no. by error, you know? Oh, yeah. And then, so to be able to save yourself from the headache of figuring it all out, to being able to just easily digest something and then even have the ability to follow along with a, a teaching lesson is yeah. going to be awesome. So I think, you know, like anything else, there's always something that can be done better. So, I mean, even uh, a lot of people have been talking about Bob's fusion course. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually taken it, so I had no idea what it's like. But people have been saying it's good. Um, But it's like that, where you're starting to see more people make courses on what they know. Yeah, because it's tailored, right? I mean, it kind of skips all the other crap and goes right to what you really want and need. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been told. I've seen the rough outline of what that course has in it, just like the titles of the videos. But I don't know how detailed they get with anything but the people that have taken it that i've talked to have said that it was very helpful yeah but you're right it's like a the fact that it's fusion for makers kind of trims out all the things that most people don't care about it's like any software there's a set amount of tools that you're never going to use right unless you are, are like a professional graphic designer or something yep yep so but it, if anybody wants to read it, that was a fairly quick book to read. That was, it had some good tidbits in it. I think the Kindle book was like ninety nine cents. Yeah. So it wasn't super expensive. Yeah. I'm surprised you bought it. Thank you. <laughs> Man, I'm cheap, but geez. <laughs> I appreciate that, Martina. <laughs> I'm I am money conscious. How about that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I just like. I considered it an investment in the business. <laughs> it's a write-off. It's a huge investment. I've been a bottom of the business. It is a write-off. <laughs> no, I've. That actually, that was in that book too. Is you know, you should always take some amount of your yearly budget and put it into self-education. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, I probably should start doing that more. Well, I get educated on YouTube, so... You go to YouTube school? I do, but there's some things... There's some things on YouTube that if you listen to the wrong person, you go way off the wrong track. 
Well, you have to make an educated decision, right? Well, Correct. Also, I mean, if the the person's posting whatever it is, and it's a thirteen minute video, and they have you know one subscriber, uh, maybe they're not the authority yet. You know, so you have to look at what yeah. you're doing. But well, I have yet, I have yet to find anything that I can't find on YouTube that that I can't use, at least yeah, yet anyway. Well, and sometimes I found that resources on YouTube, sometimes the smaller channel has the better information because they, they don't have the big following and that big following channel sometimes thinks they know everything about a subject, but they just started working with whatever it is. Yeah. But because they have a big following, they think they're an authority on everything. So it, it, that's where I'm talking about. It could be misleading based on who you watch the video for. I've had pretty good luck. I've seen. With with the YouTube school and then for like learning how to do Affinity for my design program. Mm -hmm. I've had good luck with YouTube so far. I'm actually thinking about buying Affinity to see how well it works with the epilogue machine mainly because people keep asking me if it'll work i can't complain at all for when i I paid 35 bucks and it's done everything i've needed it to do so far granted i'm not like super savvy with design software like you two are but i think it's a lot more user-friendly than like inkscape was and inkscape is that's what i'm saying so for 35 bucks to own the license 35 bucks to own the license and have it work successfully in adobe format um Mm -hmm. it's worth it and i'm happy with it i'm gonna keep my eye out for um you bought that around black friday so that was the black friday deal was the 35 bucks i think it's normally 50 though so it's not crazy but it's labor day weekend you might be able to get it on sale uh, I'm gonna have to look. I was purely gonna buy it just and they have to uh, an iPad design program too. So I have I bought Procreate, which was like ten bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the Adobe, I have Adobe Draw and it is awful. Uh, yeah, um, well, I think uh, was it the fres- Fresco? That's not that great either. But I think that is the same as uh, Procreate though. Uh, it's supposed to be a competitor to Procreate. Yeah, I mean, I, I've used. It I only downloaded it because I already have the Adobe subscription. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I seems to be fine. I mean, it does a lot better than. Yeah, that draw, uh, the Illustrator draw is not is not good. Supposedly, they're making an Illustrator specific app. Well, so I used. I was on um, the iPad with the Photoshop, and okay. there's certain things in there that you cannot do on mobile. It has like the effects and the smart filters. Yeah. But you yeah. click on it, it's like, oh, it's not available for mobile. I'm like, I'm on mobile. There's the button. Why can't I use it? Like, yeah. That was weird. The, um, that whole digital, like, drawing on an iPad thing, I have a lot to learn and get used to. But it is nice that you can kind of sketch it up quickly. And some of the programs are intuitive enough. Like, you draw a a circle and you hold it down and it'll make it smoother and more it may not be a circle maybe an oval but it looks a lot smoother yeah but the uh in general the adobe i think adobe just had some kind of 60 percent off sale and i 
I was paying, I think, 25 bucks a month because I had a previous promotion from, like, Black Friday or something. I think it's normally, like, 50 bucks a month. Yeah, or like 59 or something like that. So I contacted Adobe through, like, their chat and asked, hey, I got this email that says it's 60% off. Is there any way to extend my membership at the reduced price than what I pay now? And they said, uh, we can't tack it on, but what, we, what we'll be willing to do is cancel your current one and basically re-up with a new subscription right now at the lower price. So it's based, my instead of my year starting in November, now it backtracked and started in, I think it was August. And it'll be for a year at 20 bucks. Which, I mean, is still way more expensive than Affinity. But I'm also getting every program they make. So I use Premiere, which is why I have stayed with there. Yes, there are free or cheaper options for video editing, too. The problem is I'm so ingrained and I know how to use the program well enough for what I need to do that it it's hard to go learn another one and pay to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it'll save me money in the long run, but. It's one of those things where it's like, I just don't have the time to learn a full new program right now. Right. But anyway. Hey, kids. Well, I need to sign off. Are you guys going to do the after show? Yeah. I think so. Enjoy your day of shed building. (laughs) Well, there's a little more to the day, but yes. Good luck. (laughs) No, it's just a day of shed building. (laughs) All right, guys. Calling it right now. Shed building and then a beer at the end. That's my call. At the end? Why do I have to wait so long? At the middle and the end. You gotta at least get halfway through before it starts looking crooked. Correct. <laughs> Alrighty. Alright. See ya. Alright. Enjoy. <laughs>